I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two, Two Average, Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Hello. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. It sounds like Kermit the Frog or something. It's your like, thing now. It's like a Muppet speaking to you, but I like here it. I am. I like it a I lot. try to just be upbeat. No, I appreciate it. And I think our viewers really appreciate it. They haven't reached out and told our me Our listeners. There's no viewers. You're <laughs> not on TV anymore. Again? <laughs> wow. It's like, it's like deja. It's like Groundhog Day when I'm talking to you oh sometimes. Oh my goodness. We don't I have know. viewers, although we've talked about it, but that's next level and we'd have to put on makeup. That's okay. I mean, you can't see from my face today that it would be okay, but I could, I could, I could put some makeup on. I, no. If let's, we needed to. Let's just keep it the way it is. I like it this way, but do I look tired? You look a little a little tired, but I know why. It's for a good reason. I'm I shouldn't say I'm tired because if my daughter-in-law and son listen to this, <laughs> they'll be like, "Ha ha ha, Didi didn't do anything." Right. My son and his wife just had their first child. Yay. It's so cute. She's and cute. it's just so amazing, but it's just that whole from Thursday to now, it's just like for 4 or 5 days you're just like boom 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 boom, there's something going on, right? And yeah. I I'm so glad I don't have a newborn. I mean, I love holding her, and I love going over there and seeing her. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. And, yeah. And what is really beautiful is watching your kids become parents. Oh. It is next level. I've watched your son and his wife be aunt and uncle, and I'm like, oh boy, this is they are going to be the most terrific parents, so I'm sure it's They great. really are. And seeing my son, I really feel pride in both of my kids, both mm-hmm. of my sons, because yeah. both of them have been hands-on dads compared to when our husbands were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they were like not trying to help, but it just wasn't in. Right. You know, and it was more of a, I got to earn a living. I got to go. I can't stay and change a diaper. Now, especially like our fathers. Give me a break. Oh, come on. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, my son is all, he's knee deep in everything. Yeah. And he's trying to figure it out and everything's electronic. So like a breast Mm -hmm. pump takes like, you know, I couldn't use it. I just plug my breast pump in and I'm done. (laughs) This is more information that anybody <laughs> needs or wants to know. But now it's like you got an app for it. You got to figure it out. So it's, yeah. it's this whole thing. And But the bottom line is babies are all the same throughout the centuries, throughout mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. You could uh, squat down and have a baby in a field and it's oh. going to be the same. I, I wouldn't. I'd prefer not to. Prefer? Yeah. No. <laughs> you, had no, you, you got drugs when you had a baby, didn't you? I had the best advice when I had a baby. Um, my friend Nancy Aziz, what's up, girl? She said, as soon as you hit that door... Whoever is in a uniform, oh yeah, you tell them that you that you need a block. No, immediately. I I, I found out I was pregnant, and like at six months, I started asking for the epidural. (laughs) I was like, listen, I everyone says there's only a a specific moment that you can ask for it. Like you might Mm. miss it. Don't miss it. Mm. That was the best advice, everyone. Don't miss it. Don't miss that window. Every time I went into my doctor's appointment, I'm like, can I have the epidural yet? (laughs) I just want to make sure I'm ready because this is not going to happen to me. I'm not going to be that person that doesn't have no, it. No, But the first time I had my child, I thought I went for that Lamaze class. That was the only class available at the yeah, time. Yeah, I was pretty excited. Sure. Right? I'm really all in. Yeah. And I decided I wasn't going to have an epidural. At the break? At Yeah. When they're talking about it because they're going to put a big needle in your back. Right. I was like, no. I'll be fine. I can do this naturally. It's as God intended. No, I, I can do this. I'm pretty strong. <laughs> sure. And I can prove this to myself. Mm. It's, I can do anything for, you know, a day. It's going to be great. And the needle going in your back just seemed like a bad idea. Mm. And it could paralyze you. Sure it could. I wouldn't feel my legs, but I'd have a baby. So I'm thinking, I can do this. Mm. And then, you know. Then the first contraction Five hours happened. into it, I was like, my husband's like, please get the drugs. Because I was like, 
cussing like a sailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things are like going haywire and things are not looking good for him especially. So uh, we basically I got the epidural and thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> things go haywire so quickly. Like it's like a scene out of The Wizard of Oz where everything is just like spinning. No, it's... And it's, nothing it's, makes sense. It's like someone's... It's, it's something... And that's the whole point of this conversation, which mm-hmm. is to watch my son and his wife mm-hmm. go through this Listen, you could have the baby in the field. You could, but you, you could have didn't all of have these to. things. It's going to happen no matter what. That's Babies right. are hard. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you try to figure it out. They don't. He starts telling us all about what he's going to do last night because he's going to get ready because the night before he got caught off guard. Blowouts oh. in the middle of the night, right? <laughs> baby won't sleep. So he's got it all planned out. And I'm like, you better talk softly because if she hears you. Be audible. You need to. You need to be quiet. Don't let her in on the in on the action because if she hears you, <laughs> She's all gonna hell's know. gonna break loose. Yeah. Oh it's, well, it's best. a survival over there, but it's, it's been fun and mm-hmm. it's been a beautiful thing. So welcome to the world, little Gracie Lee. Gracie Lee Aww. is just. She's already a pretty strong-willed little girl. You gotta be. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I know that's harder on the parents, but she's related to. To Dee Dee? It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> Dee Dee is the grandma. Good luck, little girl. Good luck, you, <laughs> you are a, just a gem. I can't wait to meet her. You're going to meet her. She's adorable. She's yeah. got this little... Oh, little sweetheart. Yeah, she's sweet. Sorry for our, our guest who is sitting here. Oh, she's my just gosh. sitting back and going, whoa. You know, I didn't come to talk about epidurals. No, but we can talk epidurals all night long. Oh, man, I had so much to say during that. I was like, please introduce me so I can speak. (laughs) Jump in. Jump in. I did go to Ma's class, and I'm like, so at what point do we get the drugs, though? They're like, but this is a class for no drugs. I was like, I know, but... But when do we get them? You know, like, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, but your th- mouth is moving, but I can't. This is just for, like, the pictures. What are we doing <laughs> later? Really? Right. Who's drugging me? Who's yeah. gonna how are we going to get it in there? Yeah. yeah. I, I got to have somebody yeah. in the alley with a big needle. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's terrifying. Our guest, patiently waiting here, <laughs> wanting to jump in to talk about needles and birth. Uh, the people who are in her orbit know her well. That Portia girl... Yes. is her handle. Lara uh, is a precision driver known all around the world for her precision driving skills, etc. We're so happy to have her and to be able to introduce Laura to our audience. Thanks, Laura, for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell folks who don't know what a precision driver is. What do you do? Um, and I always joke about this, but it, it's it's not a stunt driver, but they always do try to push you towards stunts. It's basically not bumping into the camera or the director and, uh-huh. <laughs> and carrying it through safely and making sure, you know, a lot of times um, you're doubling the actress or you're doing B-unit stuff um, that doesn't need the actor- actress specifically in that shot. So mm-hmm. I'm cheaper than Julia Roberts, per se. Oh, and, um, you know, things like that. I know. She's so rude. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, sometimes there's a child in the car. Or recently I did a thing for Rick and Morty um, where I had to drive on the Santa Monica Pier. And there was actual people on the pier. <gasps> and it was packed. Oh. And I just had one guy walking in front with a backpack and headphones and and going there's a car coming just get out of the way get out of the way but you can't tell because they were doing overhead shots so I'm just driving and it's just a a professional driver that's not going to hurt anyone or forget which is the pedal and which is the brake (laughs) and accidentally wipe out a bunch of people on a pier so that's really um 
what I do, but I mean, sometimes it's, you know, I've done the Ferrari Roma bit, which is uh, for in a, an industrial. And they're like, go as fast as you can and come as fast as you can around this corner. I'm like, now we're walking into stunt territory, but it was really, really fun. So I had a really good crew and had a lot of fun doing that. But um, it's generally just a really confident, good driver, car to car stuff. So you're getting within you know, six inches to 15 inches, something like that, going 60 miles an hour, and you're trying to pace or, you know, just sometimes you're going slower, sometimes you're going faster or doing quick passes and just knowing how to line up the car to get the best shot, um, stuff like that. Do Do you do mostly commercial work or is it just a smattering of all different kinds of things that need to be filmed well it's funny because when I started my Instagram I I was totally in a different career field and um and it was really from my past that I'd done it for about seven years in films and television and um just basically doubling actresses and um sometimes I was just a stand-in and they're like oh you do precision driving well we can use you on this and you know it just kind of like tumbled into that because I was working pretty much every day mm-hmm. and so um, I took stunt classes and I did a precision driving class and um, and then I, I was really just trying to get my SAG card and I was you know <laughs> yeah. 21 when I was doing this and they're like can you drive a box truck and I'm like I certainly can mm-hmm. I had never driven a box I was, truck yeah. <laughs> I was like absolutely yeah. why don't you give me some skis too <laughs> uh, but um, yeah so I just I just I, th- I think I was always confident as a driver out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people still to this day, they could be driving for 20 years and they're like, oh my gosh, when the phone rings, I just can't even, you know, I mean, I, I can, uh, I, I jokingly say I can change a diaper at the, at the wheel, you know, and yeah. smack my kid and, you know, put on my makeup and <laughs> drink coffee and, you know, and I do, I, I do a lot of things behind the wheel that, that most people probably wouldn't do. Right. But it, it's just because there is a comfort level and I do, I am safe as well. I've never knock, knock been in an accident that I caused. Um, but, um, so I think I'm very, very, I think precision drivers are very cautious in, in a way, you know, where stunt drivers are very risky people, but there are very calculated and some of the finest drivers I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as a precision driver, you're you're constantly looking for where there could be an error. You know, I think it's like we're almost like anal retentive. Yeah. You know, like anything that could possibly happen, I know what could possibly happen and where my exit is. And okay. you know, so it's and a lot of times I'm I end up you know being the stunt coordinator in my brain that that I'm like okay I just want to make sure this guy's tethered because if he falls out I'm rolling over him because I'm not going off the hill so it's just stuff like that so which way are you going to pitch because I'm going to pitch the other way so Mm -hmm. um if if uh, somebody's standing in the middle of the road which I came across (laughs) unbeknownst to me one time um this guy's standing in the middle of the road and I'm coming at him around the corner and I see him and I'm like ah and he's standing and he wants to get the shot and if he trips on his shoelace you know I'm rolling over him so I need to know if he's gonna throw himself left or right and then you know I would you know I don't want to pitch left and he goes left you know or opposite whatever right um so a lot of it's just safety and um but but feeling that comfort of uh it's, it's so simple to me. It just seems like an easy job, you know. Yes. Some, they're always a little different. Sometimes it's just you have a child in the car and they just right. want, they just want a professional driver, not an actress driving. Right. Where did you 
begin all of this journey? Well, I started driving. Uh, my mom would let me drive. I was obsessed with driving. I mean, like, I think there you either have that or you don't. Right. And a lot of kids these days don't because they're like, I'll just Uber. Right. Um, but what car did you learn to drive on? Oh, gosh, this will date me. I believe it was a sh- 1979 or 77 Chevy Chevette. <laughs> Chevette, yes, the Chevette. They don't yes. make the Chevette anymore. Hatchback. I know, hatchback. hatchback. It, it was like the first, uh, the whole the whole neighborhood came out to see the uh, the, the hatchback because <laughs> the they had Chevette. never seen one. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Pinto, yeah. yellow Pinto hatchback. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. My neighbor Girl. had a Pinto. He was so cute. <laughs> it had no brakes. He would e-brake all the way. It, yes. He would come into the into our neighborhood and just e-brake. Um, that's how you stopped, you know, sure. at those t- in those times. Of course. But, uh, yeah. So it was a stick shift, and I obviously learned on a stick shift. And you know, um, it's a big deal now. They're like, "Oh, you're so talented." Please. <laughs> oh, I have guys when I come into a car show, they'll be like, "It's so weird." I mean, so it's stick shift. Like you can. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, of course. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's funny when guys, honey, do you need us to help you back that up? I'm like, uh, I got it. Thank you. I honey. need you to stop calling me honey. I hate sweet, <laughs> sweetie <laughs> pie. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I made it all the way over here. But you can back it up for me. Good <laughs> luck because it's kind of sticky. Because <laughs> there's a lot of guys who get in my car and they're like, oh, holy sh-. <laughs> That's a little different. You know, it's no. not like a regular, it's not like a Chevy Chevette. No. You know? When like, did you actually start driving? When did your mom let you behind the wheel of that Chevette? Okay, so she would let me steer at five. I oh, mean, so you're on six. her lap. Yeah, no, like side, oh, you know, side. bench okay. seat. Because she actually had, this is when I was even younger, she had like a bench seat. Oh, I love Malibu, Chevy seats. Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Sliding all over, mm-hmm. nobody in a seatbelt. Nope. Throw the baby in the back window yep. and flip him so he doesn't burn. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so she would let me steer. She had three on the tree there, and I would yep. shift that. Ooh, that's a tough one. Very, very advanced. Um, really? <laughs> and so, and then when I got behind the wheel and I was driving, uh, she, I was like, please let me drive, and it would be like, 11 o'clock at night we're coming home and we it was a quiet neighborhood and she's like okay just go around this one circle which was a really bad circle to do because on the end of the circle <laughs> you go up and then you have to come down this giant hill and um so um that's how I learned and she just would let me do it at night I go okay let me drive around and she you know you want to get home yeah. and she, I'm like just one time around the racetrack <laughs> and um and then you know my friends got their licenses so I had I had my license when they had their license even years before, you know, and then my best friend got her license a year before mine. I mean, by the time I got my sure. license, I was like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. we were <laughs> switching seats at 80 miles an hour. We were crazy. Oh. I mean, if my kids did one fourth of what I've done in a car at those ages, I mean, it's amazing we're still alive. But right. we were really careful. I, I feel and like it's we were different. Good. It was different back then. Yeah, you. Everyone survived. There was we a, all there was did a freedom it. there that wasn't. We don't have that here anymore. No, everyone's tethered to everything. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Wrapped in bubble wrap. Oh yeah. The whole bit. So when did you start actually learning to be a precision driver? When so, did that so I was doubling actually. Well, I was doing like stand and work, whatever, because I just moved back from New York and um, I was doing some modeling stuff and I was doing. Uh, model rate extra type stuff you know Mm -hmm. so I was kind of on sets all the time and I would you know if you're somewhat normal they'll rebook you (laughs) so I would I would just um, uh, uh, 
be a stand in, I would get like the better jobs or whatever, or the girlfriend of, or, mm-hmm. you know, under five, you know, like, uh, but like they would always cut my lines and I just wouldn't get my SAG card, you know, and I'd be like, oh my gosh. So I met Eddie Murphy's stunt double, who was like older than him at the time. I mean, I feel like Eddie Murphy was like, you know, 38 or something or 36 and and he was like in 50 or something, which seems so old. He seemed like 155 years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so, but he was really cool. And he said, you know, we're always looking for girl stunt people because, um, you know, you, sometimes the girls were very, you know, jockey or a guy would do the girl stunts and you can tell it's a guy. Yeah. So it's really good. Like there's so many skateboarders now that are women. And before all the skate movies, like we know all the guys that these old guys that mm. were in all these skate movies that were playing the girl Girls. parts, you know, oh. with like a half top on and they're like <laughs> looked a little square. But <laughs> um, but so there's so many talented people out there now but um at the time there was they were saying we always would like to have girls that are you know more girly and you know and that can double these actresses and things like that and so if you can drive I'm like I'm a great driver (laughs) and I was I was I mean I was I've always been a confident driver and um and had no worries about any of it so it was just easy to me Mm -hmm. you know where some people I guess wouldn't feel that you know and um, so I did I did stunt classes with him um, and like a group of people yeah. and it was actually in Carson I believe because um, I lived in the South Bay at the time and it's kind of around where Porsche Experience Center is yeah if I, I if I remember correctly it was like right in that area but maybe mm-hmm. I'm off a little bit um, but um, so we did the stunt classes and you know I'm a chicken for everything else like I don't want to fall high do we did high falls which was no. like they started at low you know mm-hmm. like you're 10 feet over and it's it's Ooh, still high. terrifying mm-hmm. and then there's a bag and you know of course I hurt myself like, I can't do it <laughs> and then but the driving you know I it, it it was just like oh this is so easy and then when I was on I'm like I, I'm a precision driver I'm like oh you can do it you know whatever and it was just that simple yeah. you know and um Right place, right time, right skill set. Yeah, and just being on sets all the time, and so then the stunt coordinators get to know you. Like it just was that that easy, you That's know. Cool. And, um, and I was really, really um, very cautious about how I was perceived as a woman because I just felt like, and I'm still this way. Like I never want to come off as there was a lot of girls that were hanging around the guys, and mm-hmm. you know, and I would never do that. Like I was almost like I wish I wish we had Instagram like we do now or whatever where we could connect with people because I was so close to so many different people but I I kept such a professional distance because that's why I was working so much I think because I wasn't annoying and you know um, you were trying to be the groupie the hang on yeah yeah just your person you're your own self yeah and and I you know I turned down directors for dates and stuff like that well it was just like I had like one guy uh asked me out uh, through his assistant and I go well if he has the balls to ask me out himself maybe he'll get an answer <laughs> and then she goes well what would the answer be and I go well it would be no but <laughs> and she died laughing because you know he was it was on speakerphone but um <laughs> yes. he's like a huge director too and I was just like I mean who does that you know it was just such a turnoff and and it's funny because I never was starstruck and and uh I'm it's, it's so funny I'm more starstruck in a funny way like I'll be like oh my god there's a real housewife. <laughs> There's a real housewife. Oh my gosh, she's right over there. She's in the grocery store. 
oh my god look at her dog it's so cute you know and then and then somebody huge will walk by and I'm like you know I mean I'm always impressed or you feel like you know them or whatever but it was never like oh my god or hi you know, yeah, that's I'm, how I'm we are. I'm such a fan, you yeah. know. So I think that's also important if you're working in, you, in the industry. You cannot fangirl when you're on a set. Yeah. As no. an extra or as a stunt driver no, or whatever. Yeah. That's a great way to never get another job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and, it, and, it, and you just get used to it, too. And sure. then a lot of people disappoint you. You're like, oh, I thought you were cool and you're such an asshole. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would say most. Yeah. It's Well, and then shockingly, the bigger the star, the nicer they are. And then the, you know, these... The B-listers are just the worst. You know? I mean, I'm going to say it because we're all thinking it. Meghan Markle. <laughs> Wait, I like her. Oh, really? She I doesn't know. like her. Well, Why? she's kind of. She's okay. like, she also doesn't like Oprah. Just burst your bubble. Whoa, bro. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, but I hear you. Yeah. She's a little condescending. It's she's, a lot. Here's what. I think you get to a level. And there is she's she she she, got, she, she was put onto a godlike pedestal sure. by so many people. It's hard to be normal when you're at that level, I guess. When you no, have that I much agree. money and you are kind of you, but she there is are at people that level. who still are. I know, but she is Oprah. I give her a pass. She's Oprah. Yeah, no, but she sometimes she's very dismissive of people. I agree. I, Sorry, listen. Oprah. If you want to call me, I will be so much nicer in, <laughs> in your podcasting room. But Anne won't be here, no, so it'll Anne, be fine. Anne's really difficult. She's, <laughs> I'm not like her. <laughs> no, moving on from Oprah. We don't. We're not going to spend any time on Oprah. No, no. But I read a, a portion of an article that fascinated me. I thought it was number one. It reminded me a little bit about myself when I was young. And it was how you fell in love and how you decided to buy your first Porsche. Oh, well, I mean, I wanted one since I was 12. Because, right. yeah, and I, I, I've told this story 255,000 times, but it, <laughs> it, it's very true. And, it, and it's, um, I mean, you know, at the time when I was younger, so many women were the staying at home. And, and even now, I mean, in my neighborhood, a lot of stay-at-home moms and stuff like that. And so the moms get the the minivans and mm-hmm. the the dads get the sports cars or they you know or the, you know what i'm finding is you know women also are always behind the man telling them what they can and can't get too so i mean <laughs> they, we need to be taken seriously but um when my mom uh i was like 12 years old and my mom had a friend and she was an executive she was not married and she uh, um she came home with a porsche and she, I'm going to say Porsche sometimes because that's what I usually say, but I'm supposed Porsche. to say Porsche. Yeah, Porsche, sure. I know. So she came home with a Porsche and um, she wasn't married. And it was the first time I, I saw a woman who went and bought a man's car, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And, um, and, and just the fact that we would even, or that we understand when I say that right. or whatever, it's a, it's a very interesting thing to me because we, it, it has a sex, you know, and, mm-hmm. oh, it's a man's car and it's manly because it's fast and no woman would ever want to go fast and, and <laughs> feel that kind of power. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was just, it impressed on me. And I was, I, I was like, oh, I, I want one too. I want, I always wanted a car that was going to stand out or be cool. I wanted to. I wasn't very popular when I was younger in school, and I kind of like little by little I got a little more popular as the years went by. And then, but I, I was always like, gosh, if I had a lot of big brothers, and if they drove up in a truck and picked me up, and <laughs> I would be so cool. And Aww. you know, just like the weird stuff that you do as like a six like or a seven year yeah. old or whatever. But by the time I was twelve, I was like, oh, I can own a car like that. She gave you the possibility. I mean, you yeah. saw this woman who didn't 
didn't fit into the norm. Yeah. And you thought, I, I could do that. Yeah. Why not? How many of, have, have you ever tried to go buy a car on your own? <laughs> I mean, I have. <laughs> I haven't because I know enough about the car industry to know that it's it's fruitless. Don't bother. It's a man's world. Mm-hmm. It's a male-dominated industry. So when you walk in to buy yeah. a car, what happens? Oh, I love it. Tell um, us everything. Well, it's funny because my friends call me to come do it with them. Yeah, because sure. I think it's just the intimidation factor of the unknown. And so if you know cars and you love cars, you drive cars, and you have experience with cars, you can walk in and go, well, what's this? And... I, trust me, I still get it. Like people say, but you don't know how much that car is worth. You know, if it's a, at a collection right. or something, I'm like, oh, well, that usually goes for like 600000 It can go up to like a million. No, it's like 850000 I go, like, that's what I just said. You know, like, <laughs> oh. mansplain. Th- thank you so much for your. Yeah, I always use mansplain on my Instagram. That's so funny. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I. I love the challenge and and a lot of times if they see that you know what you're talking about they'll you know they and and I I'm not shy about it so yeah. I walk in I'll go I did this with my friend I go who wants to sell a car he's like yeah we've never heard that yeah sit down <laughs> and I was like we're here to get a car you know and I, I just make it funny whatever and but I'm ready to walk out I knew my friend had done all the she did all the homework and mm-hmm. she knew what she wanted and we were gonna get it you know and he went back and forth a thousand times and I'm like we'll sit here we're buying a car today but it's gonna be here or that one because we already know we like this one but we really want this one and if you can make it happen we're gonna make it happen and then you just get them now they're on the defense like you know we're the offense mm-hmm. and they're the defense and they're like you should take ours and we're like yeah we know we're here what do you want to do but we have fun and we laugh and i make fun of them and <laughs> it's so much fun and i had one guy um the first time i negotiated because i was told my ex-husband i was like you got to come down i mean i've never gotten a car like on my own like a yeah. brand new one and i i was like you know, he, he was still coming from work and, you know, I'm there for like hour and a half. And I was like, what would you do for your mother? I mean, I don't, I don't want to hear what you would do for this girl. What, what's the deal you give your mom? Right. And he starts laughing. And at one point he like caressed my cheek. Ew. Like he kind of like reached over with his finger and I'm like, oh yeah, have at it. Just lower that price. I want it. <laughs> I'm like, touch away. How's that cheek feel? Does it feel like $399 a month? You know, like, I mean, it was just, uh, it it was so funny. And then I, and then, so my ex-husband walked in and he goes, oh yeah, I can't get any lower than that. Like, I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've worked on me. We're, we're in a relationship right now. Like I have to spend four nights with them, but it's fine. The the payments are low. No, but, um, but I mean, I, I play with them and, and just be like, you know, I always say mom, cause I don't want to say, what would you give your girlfriend? You know, like, what would you give your mother, your Mm -hmm. mother who gave birth to you? And then they start laughing and, you know, I just wait. I'm like, I'm going to wait till you lower it. So we can either cut to the chase or, you know, I just get really in their face about it and make it funny. I love it. And it's really fun. And my friends are like, I don't find that fun. I just say, you either give me the price I want or I'm leaving. Yeah. And then you leave. I do. Yeah. And that happens. But (laughs) I, you know, (laughs) the best was when I bought my first Porsche, I've told the story as well, but, um, I was ready. I mean, I had the money for a while and I had been looking and looking and looking and, um, uh, you know, and I, I was, I was just in a moment of weakness and I was like, I, I want this, I want, I'm going to get it now. And I, you know, I was 
brokenhearted and I had like a thing and I was like, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. I'm just going to buy myself a Valentine. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Probably the worst time to go shopping on oh, yeah. an expensive car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the day before I had gone into the Porsche dealership, just to, it was when the Panameras had come out. And um, I was like, I want to see this Panamera. And I was like, wow, it's either I feed my children mm. or I buy this car. Mm. And, um, you know, and I they left. They can eat Top Ramen for a while. Yeah. I mean, they don't need to eat. And so I just kind of saw it. And he showed me around. And I was, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, whatever. And then um, I left. And the next day, I went to another dealership that was a used car dealership. And I walked in and the, I said, hey, can I see the car out here? You know, whatever. I drove in in a Mercedes SL, too. So it wasn't like I drove in in a, in a Chevy Chevette. Yeah. <laughs> so I... Nothing against those cars yeah. for another Chevette Nothing against Chevette, Chevette because actually, I would just love to have a Chevette right now. You have no idea. So oh. if anyone has a Chevette, call me. Um, but uh, so I walked in and this guy... He he comes out and he goes, oh, uh, are you going to go on my wall? What? What does that mean? What? I know. I've told this on other podcasts, too, but these are for your <laughs> listeners. Um, and I go, what, what do you mean? And he goes, you know, of the people who look and don't buy. Oh. Is that and like I, 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 I was like, you know, like frozen. And I just looked at him and I was like, um, wow, like. I was like, I didn't know what to stunning. say. I was like, yeah, I was stunned. Yeah. And um, was that a challenge or a, a put down? Just he like, just, he, he was, like reverse he psychology. His, he had his hand in his pocket. It was almost like, you know how principals always like jiggle their change in their pocket. <laughs> it was like hand in the pocket, just chink, chink, you know, and just like, you know, he was just condescending. Wow. It was next level. So I go, oh, all right, I'm. And I, I was like, I, there was like no, it was just a mumble and a, yeah. a goodbye, you know. And I go over to Porsche Newport. You Beach. walked out of that dealership. Yeah. What what kind of dealership was it? Was it a Porsche dealership? It had a lot of Porsches. It had in Porsches it. Yeah. in it. Got it. Go on. It happens to be in Newport Beach. So. I know exactly where it was. That's where we bought ours. I think. Well, yeah, and I've bought cars since there. Yeah. So I, since then, there, um, they do have good deals. Um, and he digressed later. But anyway, <laughs> three cars later. Um, so I went over to Porsche Newport Beach, and um, I walked in, and now I see the guy from the day before mm-hmm. in the Panamera. Uh, and I said, I'm back. I said, I want, because <laughs> mm-hmm. now I'm pissed. Yeah. And I said, I'm looking for, and the one I looked at was like silver, and I didn't want silver. I wanted black. I go, I want a black on black uh, cabriolet, uh, 911. And, you know, whatever. And he goes, oh, I just had one come in. Let me wash it. I go, don't wash it. Bring it around. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he is, he's like, I'll just wash it real quick. I go, don't wash it. Just bring it around because I'll know. I just, let me just drive it. Put me in the car. I go, I'm having a weak moment. <laughs> so I go, your odds are you're going to sell this car. You should probably just get it here. So he gets it, and we drove. I drove out of the par- the parking lot, and immediately was he with you? Yeah, yeah. Were you? Did you try to scare him a little bit, just to show? Yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> I tried to scare myself because I was so excited, and it felt so tight and so solid. And I was like, "Oh shit! I just bought this car. Like, I knew I wanted it. You and had it, to get it. And that's why any dealer who's listening, get them in the car, because if I had any reservations and was like, "Oh, you shouldn't do this." It, it was taken away by driving it and feeling it. And it's always surprising to me when they don't put you in the car. Yeah. But anyway, so 
uh, I did that. And then I said, I have to ask why you're being, you were being so nice to me after I'd been here, already rejected, did, obviously wasn't going to buy the Panamera. He goes, well, we had a situation where a couple in sweats came out yeah. looking in the lot. No one helped them. They just looked like bums out there. Yeah. And they bought two Porsches that day. Sure. And um, we got in so much trouble because they were walking around for a half an hour and no one greeted them. Yeah. And, you know, and we greet everyone because most of the people I know who are loaded, you know, they walk in and they're dirty sweats and their messy hair and they're, you know, they, they have yeah. this confidence, a swagger that they know they're going to buy it anyway. So people who walk up in high heels and all dressed up and whatever, they're just, you know, window shopping. So, yeah. um, so he just, he was, um, he was great to me and mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated it. And, and so I've had good and bad experiences and, and this was the first Porsche that you that you owned on my own, yeah. On your I, own, yeah. And then got accused of everyone else owned it but me. In in you know when you're driving it, that's not yours. Is that your dad's? You nice. know, it's like oh god, no. everybody stop. Is your boyfriend's? <laughs> you're not that pretty. I'm like oh my god. What? You know? Oh yeah, people are crazy. Well, brutal. As, as soon as you see a really good-looking woman driving a really nice car mm-hmm. the first thing most men think is what did she do for that car mm-hmm. I, I i wish i that would be awesome like yeah i, I wish i was one. that i wish i was i that wish talented. i was so pretty that people just bought me cars you know what i mean i've i've never been that pretty i don't even know what you're talking <laughs> you even, about i just please we aspire to be that lady <laughs> exactly. Exactly. how many porsches have you owned total oh 172 is no, that I, true no, oh, no. no. <laughs> said it with such confidence i'm like awesome you know it's funny because now it is sort of like oh it sort of is not exactly my car you know because my boyfriend and i've been together 14 years and we built a car together um um the 19 uh, the 1969 n11 t we have it's um green um, it's adorable. It's, it is really it's a branch mobile. It's so great. <laughs> I call it my uh, engagement ring because, in you know, in lieu of engagement rings, <laughs> you know, I drive Porsche. You'd rather have yeah. Porsche, sure. And uh, and I inherited the uh, the nine thirty through him because he had that for a long time. But we've we're it's it's been our passion together. And you know, I had my own, and he had those two, and the, or he had that one, and then we got the the nine eleven, mm-hmm. and then. I mean, he's touched every nut and bolt on that car. And so I always joke with girls when they're like, I want one too. I'm like, let me walk you through mm-hmm. the ownership of classic 911s. If you don't have, I call my boyfriend the coffee monkey because he brings me coffee. <laughs> it's just so people know I, I, I'm not looking for a boyfriend on my Instagram. It's like, I have a coffee monkey. It's fine. I, it, <laughs> if you're not bringing coffee. Um, but um, unless you have someone tinkering on your car all the time. Yeah and they're not even daily driven you you're just gonna have two broken down cars in your garage that's right you have to know how to work on them you have i mean it is a it is a family affair you Mm. know and so so much work goes into them and and much much strength to my coffee monkey for just always keeping them so perfect and and just um you know i bring other things to the table where it's just replacement parts of things that you know, I get through my working in the industry and everything. And so we, we're, we, we, it's a passion of ours. It's, it's a love. how we met. The first night we went out, he's like, what kind of cars do you like? I'm like, oh, Porsche. And he's like, this is going to be a very good relationship. <laughs> so you didn't know him before <laughs> that as a car person. No. You just uh, cosmically got No, together. and I had a cup in my house at that time because my friends would always call. I, they would always say, oh, what do you want for your birthday? And I, I, I always say the same 
thing. But it's like, what do you say, like really expensive candles or like a, a really expensive sheets, you know, mm-hmm. you, I, I would say I want a Porsche. So <laughs> they, they'd be like, Laura, well, what do you want? I'm like, I said mm-hmm. what I want. And then so my friends gave me like a little miniature one and, and a, a um, red solo cup with like tinfoil over it with some coins in it, like 47 cents was really <laughs> not a lot of money. But I had that on my entry table for years. Oh, I, I think I still it. have it somewhere and I, it's got to be in a box, something. I would have never thrown it away. No. So it's somewhere. Maybe the coffee monkey threw it away. <laughs> he but saw it. yeah. It's it, like, we already have one. We don't need to keep the red solo cup. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was just a, I knew I was going to own one. I, I had the money at the time to go buy one. And, um, you know, it's a big chunk of change to take out of your account. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a big commitment. And, you know, it's like, ah, uh, I have a nice car. You know, I, but, but, and then you're like, I got to have one. You know, it's just, it, you know, it's, I don't buy purses. Mm-hmm. You know, I buy I, things for the car. Yeah, it is I one of those cars. things. Yeah. yeah. There's a, something a, about there's a, it. a solidness to Porsches that I think, um, I was just talking, I was just on a TV show actually in France that the guy was, we were talking about what's the description of a Porsche and it's, I kept, and he speaks French and I, I speak French as well, but we were speaking in both for English. And we, <laughs> you know, and we were coming up with words and it was just solid and, um, and re- not reliable. We, uh, basically solid. I mean, just that, that, um, stability that it stable, has. Mm-hmm. that it's just so, it, it, and so reliable. Like I have never had any issues. Well, the classics have had some issues, but um, I've never had ish- my issues with my 911 and just turned it on and, and went and it was just solid and um, you know not all sports cars are like that no. you know they have little nicks and knocks that yeah. they quirks yeah. I feel like some of the other vehicles like a Ferrari or a Maserati they're super exotic to me even though a Porsche for a lot of people would say that's super exotic to me it's not to me it's well, because we're from California. Maybe. And everybody and their dog has one. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty commonplace here. Yeah. But you see them. But when you're in it, too, it's not like it's the most posh thing in the world inside yeah. of it. It's understated. It's understated. Just, it's very understated yeah. And it's it feels it feels tight when you drive it. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like you said, you can. But you don't look ostentatious in it. I, you know, like no, you get out of a Lambo a, going down in bright yeah. orange. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, you know, you, there's a, a type. And it's so funny because one of my really good friends. Hey, Sasha. Um, <laughs> she'll be listening. Uh, has Lambo. But she also has Porsches. And um, she has a collection collection of cars. And she's obsessed with cars as well. We That's our bond and mm-hmm. what we talk about. And But she's a Lambo girl. She's always got her Lambo gear on, mm-hmm. her Lambo this and Lambo that. <laughs> and uh, But she has a Ferrari. She has other ones, too. But um, I always make her bring her Porsches out. But I've driven with all her supercar friends in the classic, you know, and I'll catch up. And, you know, it's kind of funny. But... We, we joke that we're bringing the two groups together because she's not your typical Lambo owner and sorry Lambo owners but you know there's a type <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and as it, if there's a but Corvette she thinks too. she thinks there's a type of Porsche oh. person too and 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 to some degree there is I guess super awesome and sophisticated yeah. no okay no no <laughs> understated but, <laughs> but reliable understated and elegance really beautiful um no <laughs> super smart um but but um lambo people you know the ones that you know race up and down and make the noise and mm. whatever and that's the other thing like the the engine there's noise when you want it but there you can 
you know, at, at one point I had a Maserati and I would start it in the morning and it had a Ferrari engine basically. And I do love the sound of a Maserati, I have to say. Yeah, but when you start it to take your kid to school in the morning <laughs> and it's like seven, it's like <gasps> the whole neighborhood's waking up. Yeah, and yeah. you can't even sneak out a little. Yeah, like where I would start the Porsche, it was like, okay, where, there's a car. It sounds perfectly normal. Like, it like yeah. hums a little bit, it like purrs a little bit. Yeah, like if you rev just it, you're really going to hear it. Yeah. Bad way to describe it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have traveled the world based on your knowledge and expertise with cars. What's like the latest trip that you took? And just tell our listeners what what you did. It was a really special trip for me because I, especially after COVID where we've been locked down yeah. and, and not allowed to travel. And I actually had a trip planned with my good friend um, in May of two, 2020 and to Italy, of no. course. Like I'm glad ground you didn't zero. Go. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hemmed and hawed. We didn't plan. We didn't pay for the uh, ticket, and, and she was going somewhere, and I was. You know, we just never got it done. And I'm like, it's not like us. We're like the type. Of, oh, let's go. We're doing it. We'd pay for it, and we had been the year before together, and um, and then the world shut. Yeah. And that scared the crap out of me because I I love to travel, and I it became then an obsession. I had to go, but over the course of um, the couple of years and now my Instagram is taking off and I'm getting, I got an invite to go to um, the ice races in, uh, I want to say it was Austria um, with Porsche. The ice And they had races. to cancel it because it came back when COVID came oh. back. They're ice races where they do like, um, they do, it's like on the ice. And I, I had just seen it on my Instagram. I'm like, I have to be there. And they and had invited me and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so they're excited. They're on the ice and they're racing what kind cars, of cars? All sorts of like classic Porsches and uh, I believe they're mostly Porsches. I'm trying to think if they have other cars. They do. They is have it like cars. a straightaway? No, it's just a ring. And, oh, and it's, it's a- more of like, it's more. It looks more like almost like an exhibition. I don't think, and like people ski behind the cars. And oh, stuff. it's really cool. Yeah, um, and um, actually, Ferdy Porsche puts it on, um, and he's no longer uh, associated completely with Porsche, but he's in the family. I think his dad's dad is the guy who created. Is the man? I, I, I'm not sure which how far down the line he is, but I don't think he's too far down. But anyway, he's really involved with it, and. Um, so and then we it, I got canceled like two weeks before and I was so mm-hmm. devastated. I'm like I'm never getting to Europe. Mm-hmm. So I um, I have a sponsor, uh, Redstein Tires, who I work with, who is I'm very dear to my heart because they've just been a great company to work with, and. Um, they, I had said, okay, I want to do this. Uh, there's so many things. There's <laughs> women's races. There's this. There's the, you know, Rally des Princesses, which is the Rally of the Princesses. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want Mille Emilia. And he goes, you realize we sponsored the Mille Emilia. <gasps> and and Mille Emilia is a, is a really big um, race in uh-huh. Italy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be discreet. She's <laughs> <laughs> taking a vi- video of me right now. So um, the Mille Miglia is a really big race in Italy where it's a rally, it's a race. The whole, all of Italy comes out to see it. You go through the towns and um, it's just, it's a thousand mile race around Italy and it goes from Brescia and then it changes each time, but basically all through the different towns and everyone comes out and they just stand on the side of the road and you'll be going through the hills where no one is and just a grandpa out with his <gasps> shirt off, you no. know, like, or a wife beater on and like, Arr. and it's so cute. The kids and there's flags and it's just the craziest. And um, so I really, really wanted to be in the Milli Milia and, um, and, and they were like, well, 
let's do it. No, oh, my And goodness. I said, shut up. I'm so excited. <laughs> so then it, then we were like, oh, the deadline's by the time we came up with yeah we're gonna do it he's like the deadline's in two weeks okay and I'm like no pressure I need to find a car that's between 1927 and 1957 all original it has to be perfect and it has to oh. be FIVA certified and it has to be no big deal so I that's reached, the rules the rules are you have to have a car in that age group yes, yes. It, it has to have raced in the Mille Mille before oh. so it there's all these you can't just throw a car in and no. then it has to be able to be fit with um, Bridestein tires. So a lot of the tires are like those old bicycle tires, and yeah. that's not working. So I had one guy, he had some, uh, an OM Superbo, which is the, it looks like Chitty Chitty Bing Bang. Um, <laughs> yes. And, you know, and he's like, I think we can win. I'm like, oh, I definitely don't want to do this with him because, <laughs> you know, he's a crazy Italian. He's going to be going a million miles an hour yeah. on one of those bicycle tires. So, and, and you're going in traffic against traffic you go up the other side of the road with the cops telling you to bye 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 it's it's people think it's an exhibition and some parts of it are and Mm -hmm. then there's time trials and different things that that you know but but there are points where you are flat out in a 1955 i did a 1955 356 um speedster and it was impeccably restored just before I got a hold of it. Oh my goodness! And we just broke everything on it. We didn't. It was it was great. It held up, and we finished the race. But we we blew the shocks. We, we the gearbox was like you know a crash box by the end of the thing. <laughs> and we we just ripped all over. You know, and it still had to be broken in a little bit. So some of the gearbox stuff was really easily fixed, and you mm-hmm. know it wasn't wasn't a big. It, we didn't really destroy the car, but and we didn't crash. And there were a lot of crashes. There were. Oh yeah, Whoa. like millions of dollars cars, like two million dollar cars would be just crashing, and I, and you'd see these guys right up on people's bumpers. I'm like, what? Are just because they have the car, doesn't yeah. mean they can they drive. What do right. you win? What do you win if you, is there an actual prize no. at the end? It's I mean, just I don't know. Bra- like, bragging rights. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's really it's it's funny because it's really prestigious thing to do i'm always surprised when people in the car world don't know what it is because and then i was like when i get to italy it's like the super bowl over there and then some italians are like oh is it like a parade i'm like wait what (laughs) how do you not know that but you know when you've been obsessed with it for so long you just assume everyone knows what you know but um but to be invited and to be accepted in because a lot of people will send their cars over and and they'll they'll send in their deposit and whatever and then they'll be like no you can't and they'll have to send it back so yeah so we needed a car that was going to be in europe so i reached out on my instagram and i got seven cars offered you did yeah really i also asked porsche and they did not come through but so they said well if you call this one guy i'm not going to name his name but you might have a chance he might answer you so if you you know just tell them we send you kind of like i was like thanks porsche um, <laughs> okay. I have seven other offers. Never but mind. But the guy who was trying to help me was very, very helpful, right. and he really did want me to get it. And he was like, "That seems like no problem. We'll pull one up out of the vault." I'm like, oh. "That doesn't sound like something Porsche's going to do." <laughs> but um, and sure enough, they did not. Um, but um, I thought it was the best thing because they are looking also to like incorporate women, and you know, I thought it would have been a very advantageous thing for them to do to have a woman represented by Porsche and you know sponsored and you know a proper driver to do it and not just be a girl who's doing one leg of the race because a lot of you know right. Instagram and I got a little of that because my on my side of my car said that Porsche girl and I think people didn't realize I'm a driver they're just like oh she's an influencer yeah mm. and I'm like I drove you know I mean 
my co-driver drove a lot and it was his car and if without him I'm nothing mm-hmm. but um you know there I I I drove I would say slightly more than him but we we took turns it was pretty much down the middle but um you know So what did had, you end up in? What uh car? 356 Speedster. Oh, yeah. Um uh, white with uh, red interior beautiful beautiful little brunch mobile. How long did it take? How many days was it? 4 days. And you are stopping hour. along the way, or are you driving? Someone's oh, there's driving. No, there's barely eating. Yeah, you get out, you eat, and and the animals that <laughs> that attend the Mila Amelia, I mean, you get to a table and you're like, oh, I didn't know that oxen were coming in here <laughs> eating. I mean, I was like, what just happened here? Because they're just throwing things and they're just running out to the car because you have to get out by a certain time, too, oh. to keep your times going or you get, like, demerits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have to leave in the order that you came kind of thing, and you mm-hmm. have a certain amount of time. So you want to get in there get as fast done. as possible so you can be the first oxen at the at table. At the table, <laughs> sure. So, um, so yeah, there was, there was that. But, we, I mean, you're just – I mean, by the end of it, I just look like uh, – uh, uh, such trash. I mean, I, <laughs> and you weren't stopping. The car looked like trash. We, I mean, there's rags hanging out. We, I had at one point, I had like a gator that was over my head with my glasses. I looked like a, a middle-aged woman. <laughs> um, I, you know, when they wear their hair back and they have the thing, like, yeah. I'm, I, I had a look, and it was not cute at all. <laughs> Sweaty. It was look. 95 degrees, and we're but we were actually really lucky because normally um, the race is in May, mm-hmm. um, and they moved it to June just so I would have to sweat. Mm-hmm. But also normally it rains, and I would not want to be driving like that because we had a, like a moment of rain, and I'm I'm not a fan of driving the rain just because no. you know how we are in California. We yeah. slip. All we don't the even roads. know what rain is. Well, it's because we we people don't get it. I'm like. It doesn't rain, and then when it does, it's like slicks, you know, because they're of the oil. Yeah. How many miles is it total? A thousand. It's, it's a thousand it's a miles. It's a mille, mille a thousand oh, miles. That's yeah. What it oh. is. So, mille, so basically, mille. you're doing, uh, you know, you're like, oh, it's only two fifty a day or whatever. But when you have to wind through every town mm-hmm. as you go, it's a fifteen hour day each day, and oh. it's exhilarating. Do you have special places that everybody stops to yeah. get in at there's a hotel? Check, there's well, oh yeah, there's checkpoints, and then there's hotels, and now there's 440 racers. So Ooh. we just we just overtake the road. Like people are beep 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 moving people out of the way. People move to the side because people are still driving their cars throughout the town. Through rush hour, rush hour, yeah. And we're going <sighs> we're going against traffic in many situations, so they're coming. Like people don't even know what's happening, and they're like. Oh crap! It's Millie Millie, mm. but 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 a lot of people don't even know what's going on. So it's right. really quite dangerous. There yeah. there was a lot of accidents. Really? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Of the four hundred competitors, or four hundred or so, how many were women? Do you know? Oh, primary drivers. Yeah, uh, under ten, I think. And yeah. you were not considered a primary driver. I was. A you primary were driver. a primary yes, driver. I was. Okay, yeah, under, under 10. ten. Yeah, I would say. I mean. Or I would say max twelve. I don't even know. I, I counted at one point, but then I counted a Nicola, and I think it was a guy. Oh, uh, but um, sure. yeah. So uh, you know, there's women. There a lot of them are like wives or whatever. But um, uh, as a primary driver, because there's number one and number two. Although I mean, number two could drive the whole time sure. if he wanted. You know, but um, you know, to be listed as a primary driver, it yeah. was very important to me. Just well, yeah. uh, as far as Americans, how many were there? Uh, there's, there's some. There was a few. Yeah, people okay. come over and they, they either send their car or they, um, 
or they a lot of people now are renting cars there so i think it's changing the game a little bit so it's not like um there was there was a there was definitely a type of person that was there and there was a Mm. lot of sexism it was very interesting i mean i was knocked out of the lunch line like i was like wow this is really real like Mm. and then there was a girl who does a lot of rallies and she had like a helmet on like all sorts of stuff and she she's like oh yeah no they don't like women here oh Italy is, I mean, Italian men just yeah, on but their it own. wasn't even Italian men. It was just dudes. Yeah, it was just dudes. Oh yeah, a lot, of, a lot of dudes. And, and a lot of them were they're challenging you, right? So mm-hmm. at one point, it was the best. This one guy, I'm going to call him out because I saw his name on the side of the car, and I don't know who he is, but he kept edging me. And I, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we were in order to go, and we, we, it was our space to go, and he just kept trying to get in front of me. What? And he was like, well, just go then. I go, we're waiting for this guy who's blocking us. I go, back it up, you know? And, yeah. and now I'm like, okay, bring it. Yeah. Now, I've had three days of this crap, and someone <laughs> knocking me out of the lunch line. Yeah. The Buzinis are not going <laughs> to lock me out. Of it. So at one point, I go, I look at him, and I, and I go, hey, back it up. Actually, he wasn't the rude one. He this one, I kind of one was really rude, and we were like we were yelling at each other. I was huh. like, "Back it up," mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And this guy, the the Buzzini guy, I, I go, "Oh, the Buzzinis think they're special. The Buzzinis aren't special. They need to wait. <laughs> and you're gonna because you can talk to them. They're right here. They're one inch from your five hundred thousand dollar car. You know, mm-hmm. you're like." the Buzzinis think they're going to get ahead of me, but the Buzzinis are not going to get ahead of me. And and then finally, they finally just broke a laugh. You know, they were like, okay. I was like, Buzzinis are going to get behind me. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's how it's done. And they yeah. were, they finally were like, okay. Because I was not going to give up at that point. I no. was like, you can't let them, you know, ride you. No. You talk about rally driving. It's, when when I thought of rally driving originally, I know rally and that is, Next like, level. Yeah, the dirt. The dirt. Yeah. That is some no, really heavy duty. This the is a different people kind. On the yeah, they're pretty crazy. Yeah. And and they, they take a lot of risks. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, those are the finest drivers right. in the world. I mean, and and yeah, they're like, it's me. I'm going to finish this race or I'm going to die no. doing it. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's it's that's, that's something I wouldn't even want to be a passenger. I wouldn't want to be near it. I wouldn't be on the side of the road. I would be up on a mountain looking down, but I... I have the utmost respect for those, but these are just like rallies where you go through and um, there's high speed moments and scary moments. I mean, I didn't even have a seatbelt in my car, so anything could have happened, you know, and it's mm-hmm. topless and we could have just, you know, rolled or whatever. But Wait, it was to- it was topless? It was huh? a cabriolet. It was a convertible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speedster means that. Were yeah. all of them? No, some of them were. Some of them were, but um, you don't normally want to be in a convertible no. in May because... It's raining, but because it wasn't rainy, it was the best car to be in. We were we were pretty comfortable. It oh, that. really? Yeah, it was really nice. The sun beating down on you wasn't an issue. No, and I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, my hands were so tan, like they sure. they were like this table. I, it was crazy. The table is brown. Um, but <laughs> Nagahide, uh, Nagahide, one of the finest, the finest Nagahide nice. I've ever seen. But yeah, and then. Um, so I did another rally at the end of the summer. So I, I stayed for 107 days. You were asking about the mm-hmm. travel. I stayed for 107 days in Europe um, and um, 
loved every minute of it. What was the other rally? Sorry, what was the in rally? Uh, Paris to Saint Tropez? It's called the Pro Rider GT Cruising. Um, uh, my friend Jerry Blyenberg puts it on, and he's my friend because he invited me to the rally before. <laughs> so right. now he's my friend. Um, but he and I, my boyfriend and I um, are friends with him, and and we did it again this year. As we did it last year as well. You and your boyfriend drove together. Uh huh. Yeah, I actually let him drive a lot because um, Porsche France gave us a car, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we got a Taycan, which is not an ideal rally car. Okay, we've all That's discovered. Electric. We've all discovered <laughs> that the, the uh, so I'm just sitting there like, I, I guess I guess we're not winning, you know, because <laughs> we have 20 minutes of trying to figure out first how to charge it, second then the charging. Um, and then, uh, so we did that. But my, I, I, I let him do a lot of the driving because it was he was having such a blast. Why did you choose an electric car? I did not choose it. <laughs> it, it chose her because they, they gave it to they her. Gave yeah. It and to actually, you. I thought it would be great. And I have to say, I'm glad. At the end of it, I was a little annoyed in the middle. And at the end, I now can speak on really living and driving a Taycan because I've driven them before and. They are excellent cars. They drive so wonderfully, mm-hmm. but um, but I've never had to charge them. You know, yeah. I, it's like I give it back before I need the next charge, or That's I right. charge it at my house. And so I, um, it was it was another level to try to not only be in a country where it's. I mean, I speak French, but still, it's like it's a whole learning curve of. Yeah figuring out their apps and and I have like four new apps on my phone that didn't really work eventually some guy with a Tesla paid for my last um charge because we were like we we got nothing what mm-hmm. you know and he's like let me just handle it and okay. we're like here's our cash he wouldn't even take it he was so nice nice but um yeah so it was challenging to say the least because the the they they have a lot of infrastructure there but the ease of getting charged it's not like you could just swipe your credit card and Really? No, it's like sign up. Now you got to get the email. Now you got to wait for that. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. And that's and how I, it is here too with non-Tesla. Yes. With yeah. vehicles, just EV. It, EV is not easy. The yeah. infrastructure's not there. The idea behind it is great, and it's, it's still expensive not. too. Like I had a I had a commuter car that I could plug in, and it and I just used it for commuting. So I really just used gas because it was good on gas too but I just need the sticker to get in the commuter lane and and, uh so uh but I charged it a couple times and uh, like only if it was like at a mall and it was free like sometimes the malls are free which is really nice but the infrastructure is really there like you pull up and there's like 30 pumps for gas for um electric and but then just the ease of use is not there yet it's not there not at all no especially Oof. in a rally situation or in, in, in a rally <laughs> yeah and in 95 like, degree heat exactly. you're like this is cool no i like this <laughs> <laughs> i loved hearing about how it well it drove because you said it drove really beautifully and beautifully i love those cars solid and, yeah, yeah. it's it, it, it feels like you're driving a real Porsche except you just don't hear anything. And it's giant, and you think, oh, it's going to be so hard to handle, and you get in, and, like, in two seconds, it's just the, the most comfortable car, you you know, and it's fast. It kept up. We were in a supercar rally, so it was Lambos and McLarens and mm-hmm. uh, Ford GTs and mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy cars, and they're all driving like bats out of hell, and we were keeping up. That's why wow. I let my boyfriend do it, because yeah. I was like, he's going to really push this car to the next level. And yeah. People didn't realize what a good driver he is, too. So they, they're like, I thought you were a better driver. I'm like, well, that's, it was actually. Thank you. And what was actually, we're both very good drivers, but I was like, oh, that's actually, it was respectful of me. But I was like, no, no, he's great. He's better. Like, I'm, I'm just going to let him really have fun with this car. But that's I drove cool. it. I drove as well. But yeah. You know, he, he, there was one day I was just like, just go for it. How long was that race? Four days. 
That was four days as well. Yeah, but it was, and it, one of the days was really, really long. Usually, uh, no, it was three nights, four days. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of rules where you're just dry. You are just all out driving. There's not all like out. stopping and let's get a hotel or and oh, pick back ho- up. Oh, there's hotels where you stop for the night. Yeah. Oh, you day. are stopping for the night. Yeah, we don't like camp out or anything. No, I, th- I thought maybe you would drive while he slept and vice versa in the back of the car. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it would be, well, this, that rally is really nice. I, I mm-hmm. highly suggest, and he's doing some here in America as well. Um, he does these really cool, like, um, curated oh. things. So you stop at this beautiful castle and yes. you have lunch. Yes. I get behind that. Oh, no, it's, it's next level. It's really nice. And, he, and the, the group of people is fantastic. And they're now we're like all family. Like we we just love each other. It's, so it was great. Last year it was sixty people, and I mean we would pull into these little towns, and one one uh, of the hotels had an elevator, so each car had to go in the elevator <gasps> down. I mean it was the, like the oldest or the highest uh, town in in the Alps, you know. And so all these cars coming, and the, the town is like, what just happened? You <laughs> yeah. Know? And uh, it was incredible. And we um, we he stops and you do a, you go to a castle and you have this crazy lunch and the chef will come out and and it's I mean some of the stuff was next level oh. and then you get back in the car and you just race like hell and then you get to the next spot and then you have dinner and in you know it's nice and uh the last night there's a big party and and there's usually like partying you know mm-hmm. everyone's having fun and but nice dinners really nice places our rooms are exquisite like oh. I had a giant, a, a giant hotel room, with, and we all had these giant baths in this beautiful <gasps> resort. Like, oh, yeah, it's the best of all the worlds, right there. And I'm it's just about it's it. funny because you know, Millamilia is. It, I thought it was going to be super fancy because it's very expensive, and well, I didn't have to pay for it. I would have been mad if I had to pay for it because <laughs> you you don't get like some of the hotels. They're like fine. You know, yeah. like you're, you're sleeping and you're getting up at six and you're going right. and um, and you're driving for 15 hours and you're so exhausted. Sometimes dinner was at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so I'm actually doing the Millie Amelia um, warm up here. I didn't mm. want to do it first. I wanted to do the real thing. Now I'll be like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. What's the Millie Amelia warm up is 500 miles and it's in Washington, D.C., Virginia area. And it's wow. during the turning of the leaves. So it'll be beautiful. But they have one hotel that you kind of go out and you come back to it go out and come back to it and so that i think is going to be a little more americanized and and gentler i didn't ease people into the mealy mealia yeah i didn't realize that there were all these car events that you could be a part of that's so cool yeah what is what car are you going to be driving at the one that's in the united states i'm not sure yet um it's actually in october and we are finalizing details and uh so we need to get on that um so yeah uh, i'm doing it again with Stein tires so i don't know the car yet but it'll be um i they said they might go with a newer car i'm like it would be great if it had air conditioning (laughs) it doesn't have to follow the same rules this is just a a doesn't have to be in it's the- supposed to so there the Amelia Amelia also has like a green version mm-hmm. so you can do like uh but I would have not done it that way because if you know as a woman you can't just go and do the Amelia Amelia and they're like oh she was a new car that doesn't count you know so I'm like give you me had to do it the way right give way. me the hardest car <laughs> yeah and they did not disappoint yeah take the top off and <laughs> just let me go you know like I, I didn't if I I feel like it wouldn't be as respected if I would have done it in any other way other than the classic way We've kind of touched on the um, the culture of what you're dealing with, which is 
this family of car enthusiasts Mm -hmm. who really and and we have a mutual i i would call her an acquaintance she might be your friend lisa taylor who has got the most beautiful collection of porsches and lamborghinis she's got a little bit of everything yeah she's got the most beautiful cars but she has got a group of people and i've been to her house for party Mm -hmm. and it is it's something it is a family these people know each other and like ann was alluding to she didn't know that all of these things existed but this is what people do this is their weekend this is their every livelihood yeah this is their family this is their vacations this is everything surrounding these cars are what they do. Yeah, and it's funny because I, you know, I love cars, but I don't love mornings. So, <laughs> and, and I, that's why yeah, you, we're all good friends yeah, here. And, <laughs> but I mean, I, I've learned to get up here and again and do these things and, and the special events and different things like that. But um, I'm like, we could do evening events too, right? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be nice? That'd you know, be but actually, Lisa has done um, evening events, and it's it's lovely. Um, but um, yeah, every some people are out every single solitary six in, six a.m. in the morning. They are from here to L.A. to San Diego to wherever, and it's every single weekend, twice a weekend. Um, wow. You know, yeah, it's it's their life, and and it's really I I found that a lot of people are maybe uh, some are shy. And this is their family. They, they, this is what they know, and this is what they love, and that's how they bond. And so, you know, um, for me, I kind of feel like I live near PCH. I'm like, it's a car show every single day. <laughs> yeah, I right. sit at brunch and go, there's another one, there's another yeah. one. But um, so I enjoy going there. It takes, once I'm there, I'm happy I'm there. I just yeah. am not a morning person, so it's hard to go, yeah, let's get up at 6 in the morning and start a loud car and ruin everyone's morning <laughs> and, you know. Yes. You also alluded a little bit, and we've talked a little bit about the the culture of it's a man's world. Oh, yeah. Do you see it happening anytime soon where women are going to be, I mean, we know a handful of racers, you know? Well, we're part of the problem is that women, they're not as passionate about cars just mm-hmm. in general as men. But, the, but and this is where, you know, and this is where it's funny because today I was spinning and I was you know my, my i my i have a brain <laughs> and so it really for me more than instagramming and doing you know and i i have a fun instagram page and everything mm-hmm. but i want to engage a little bit more and use my brain and be valued on a different level and actually Portia has used me as a as an expert which i was like oh nice well, Yes, that, exactly. That's exactly who I am. Um, so I've actually consulted with them and done things for them. But I want uh, to be more involved in that part of it and how to bring women in because we're part of the problem, but it's because we aren't being addressed. And there has been in, in the past cars that have, um, there's a car called the Dodge La Femme. And it's mm-hmm. the Dodge, the woman, um, and <laughs> and uh, it had a pocketbook in the back no. of the the thing, and you know, and I would give my left arm to have one right now because okay. they're what, they're pink and white. They're no. they're the next level cutest car ever, uh, and they tried to bring women into driving. It was in the fifties, right? And <laughs> Wait, they had. They had like lipstick. I'm not kidding. A compact like that's gonna last. Yeah. Um. And all these different things, right? And, um. And they tried, you know, and it failed miserably. Of 
which is why I want one so bad. But um, oh, they're adorable! Like, look up the Dodge LaFemme. Everybody, look up Dodge. We're LaFemme. gonna post it on our Instagram yeah, page. Yeah, was pink the back, and white. The back of the steering wheel had like a nail file. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's like an umbrella. There's like I want to say there's like a hair bonnet. I don't even know. There's no. all sorts of things, right? Oh. And so what I think where they're really missing the mark and when they bring women in and even in my way you know they bring me in and whatever we need to really speak to the women because women are buying cars like you and also behind the husbands saying no you're not getting that we're getting Mm -hmm. the minivan for whatever so we need to also address the needs of women in these cars so like tesla's done a good job at that for for um you know uh for addressing the women at least and and a a car that a man will drive as well you know so it's not just a mom car it's also a dude car and whatever yeah and how do you do that right and and they're they're not doing a great job you know, there's a lot of cars that are really designed for men. And, you know, you see certain houses where you go in and you go, oh, wow, a man designed this bathroom. <laughs> oh, for real. You know, I go for a mammogram. Hotels. Mammogram, I'm like, oh, a man designed this machine. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's, it's no, square. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a happened. smashy square. Yeah, it, I get it. But yeah. that's true about the car culture, though, that it has appealed to men, probably because historically men were paying for the cars. Well, the but, advertisements alone were like, the old <sighs> 80s ones are the best. Like, you know you can't get laid in one but you can when you get out of it you know like stuff like that and it's like yeah it hurts yeah I mean these were the the ways you know and then you know and women just keep climbing on the hoods of cars and that's my whole credo is (laughs) right getting with a bikini on a bikini and a thong okay so you're just (laughs) my whole credo is getting them off the hoods and into the driver's seat because that's you know it's more respected and 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 so when people say hey we sit in my car and take a picture i'm like i'll stand next to it yeah <laughs> because i you you have to be so careful where you put yourself where you're not gonna be respected and on that level i you know? find that so interesting though that people are you have a fan base where what were you in was this when you were in france or, or when you were doing the rallies that people came up to you and and or is this just sort of like you do events in different countries that you go to and people come up and want you to take a picture with them in their car yeah or they follow me on instagram or something okay um, yeah and so and it's it's funny because it's such a small world so if you do start talking about cars I think this one lady, I was in Lake Como, and she go, She said, oh, my husband's obsessed with classic. He wants to get a classic 911. And I said, he probably follows me. I go, not to be weird, I go, I don't wear bathing suits. You know? Yeah. And I go, he probably does, because she kept going on and on about how he likes classic cars, because we were just talking about my Instagram and what I do and whatever and what I'm doing there. And um, and then she goes, do you know, her? she's that Porsche. He goes, oh, I follow her. <laughs> I go, yeah. yeah. So it was, kind of, it was kind of that first moment where you go, oh, it is such a small world it because is. I don't have a whole lot of followers, you know, and I mean, I have a good amount, but it's not like, you know, I'm in another country. You're and not a Kardashian. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not at 128 million yet mm-hmm. next week for sure. <laughs> but um, no, but um, it's, you know, it, and, and even like there's a girl named Supercar Blondie and she's got like 10 million followers Ooh. and people will go, who? And I'm like, she has 10 million followers, you know, right. and, and she's very, very valid in, in this world of cars you know but if you don't follow cars you don't know who she, you don't you know. know who she yeah, is i didn't know who she was until i started my instagram so what were you doing in lake como if i may just add because it's one of those places 
in my life with my husband. She and Amal and um, oh, we were hanging George out. were yeah. hanging out. Just hanging out. Lake Como, literally one of the most gorgeous places in yeah, the world. Yeah, we spent a lot of time there. Actually, we kept going back there because my boyfriend's obsessed with it. And he, he just needs <laughs> to be next to a body, body of water. And since the med doesn't really have waves and he's a surfer, <laughs> he's very happy with the lake. So we, we went there. I went there first to go to a thing called the... Um, um, Oh, everyone's saying it out loud right now. Um, the uh, Concourse d'Elegance uh, at, at Villa d'Este, which was another dream of mine to go to this place because it's the most beautiful hotel ever. And it has all these classic cars come and people come from all over the world and they just parade them through this hotel and it's very what? high end and it's really fun and <laughs> drinking champagne and it's just lovely this is a world that we need to get oh, into no, i'm oh, telling I you it's that. it can be very very exciting and really fun and so i actually was supposed to go to Mila Melia in june and i i was like i gotta go to this i just got invited i'm going so i went and it was in may so i started in may and then Millie Melia, and then so my boyfriend showed up, and we went to Lake Como, and then started, and then we went to Millie Melia, and then we went back to Lake Como. He's oh. like, "Do you want to come back to Lake Como? I'm not done with it." And I was yeah. like, "Okay." And we had gone to Lake Como last year too, and so we went again after we went to Cinque Terre, then we went to Parma, then we went to Milan, then we mm. went to uh, back to Lake Como, and we are just these kept going. all based on? There's car events in all of these towns. No, we actually. Um, I just really. Uh, I was, I was invited to a couple of other things, mm-hmm. and uh, we it went since he was there. I was like, I just want a vacation. Yes, you know, and the Milli Milli was really taxing. Yeah, so we went back to Lake Como and just chilled and. Um, you know, and I'm of course working on things all the time with my sponsor and mm-hmm. my Instagram and stuff like that. So there's always projects and stuff, but I can work anywhere and he's a comic book artist, so he can work anywhere. So your boyfriend's a comic book artist. Yeah. Yeah. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Wow. He, he does all like Batman, Superman, he does everything, but now his machine is small enough because it used to be the big mainframe. He can bring thing. it with him. Yeah. He can bring it. It's like this big and he has, his screen is about this big and he draws on the screen. And so he... Um, he can bring it with him. It's like 10 minutes set up and he's like, oh, we're doing this. So that's awesome. that's the plan for our life right now. It's like like three months a year, four months a year, we're going to be traveling. That's a good plan. So you don't have to answer this. We can take this out, but do you get paid then to drive? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you get paid to drive and they sponsor, I mean, their sponsorships are different. They provide the cars and everything for you and then you get money too. Yes. And that's like the big, to me, that's the dream. Yeah. Because it's stuff I want to do anyway. Yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't be saying, I really don't want to do it. I only want to well, do we, it for we money. We can take that out. We no, you can to. put it in. I don't even care. That's good. But you make money. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you're not doing this just out of the love of this. This is actually, you're earning a living doing this. Yes. I quit my job. Um, I, I'm a, I was a fit model for the last 10 12 years 15 years maybe fit model meaning you look so good in a bathing suit no i'm not fat not skinny i'm just average <laughs> you're not so average i fit i fit um uh, a medium basically so i'm they they kind of uh i work with designers and pattern makers to make um clothing fit better so um everything you have on has been fit by a fit model so um every garment you've ever probably ever had on Okay. Fit I didn't by even know model. there was such a thing. Yeah, everyone says the same thing. I oh, know. No and there's there's like there's some. It's so funny because like I do a lot of swim, which is really weird because as I've gotten older, I'm like, now I'm doing swim. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm like, awesome, enjoying my cellulite. Um, but but they um, they I um, 
was doing that and then I was able to because of how much work I'm getting I've been able to quit my job wow being able to quit your day job is the dream to do your passion yeah that that is amazing yeah and you're you're not 30 no this happened 31 (laughs) no (laughs) I was close this happened a little later in life the kids were sort of raised and gone and well yeah they're uh I've well they're not gone yet. They're not gone, but they're they're, <laughs> they're not they're children. Adults. They're not little yeah. children, which is yeah. I think so many of us. I for one think, well, now what? Well, now what is really yeah. the greatest question ever? That's the one thing. Like I, I tell my son is nineteen, and um, I you know I'm like, do what you love. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you love video games, figure it out. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, like don't be you know like he'll be like, I'm just gonna go work at that grocery store. I'm like, no, no. Do something that you that really, or work at a place that you know is around your passion or whatever. Yeah, and right. that's truly why I started my Instagrams because I love to travel. And I was like, somebody else needs to pay for this travel, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. And it wasn't intentional. I really didn't think. I really didn't think it would go anywhere. I mean, it was. I really stumbled upon it. But I think if you're constantly in search of those things, they will they will hit you in the face because mm-hmm. you're constantly putting your one foot forward toward those things and it just is going to bump into you right when you tell the universe you want something yeah it it sometimes doesn't always speak back to you right away but if you keep pushing it and i don't think even the universe is bringing it i think you're bringing it to yourself because Mm -hmm. you've put it out there in the universe right Right. but now because you're putting it out in the universe someone overheard you and said oh my gosh oh i know somebody who works at that place every time i one of the good things for about me is I talk too much. I talk so much that I will run in, I'll say enough things and someone will go, oh, I know someone from that company. Oh, I could mm-hmm. hook you up with that person. Or, you know, and, and the more you talk, you know, someone who's quiet or shy or, you know, they they speak less, they, they might have less opportunities because they're 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 reserved and and they're not also putting themselves out on a platter yeah i mean i'm i'm truly on a platter with my instagram right Right. so you know people reach out to me now because they're like stumble across me or whatever and it's the best uh advertising tool of just who you are or whatever and that's why like podcasts are great because people get to really know who you are right in in the world that you're living in in the world that you're driving in and the world that you now call yourself that that's your profession Mm -hmm. Do you find that men are respectful? I think for the most part, I've been surprised by how well I've been received. And maybe it is because I, I uh, well, because I have a driving history. Maybe that helps. And my cars are really cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so I think it helps if you have aesthetically what is pleasing, which is cars to them, you know. So um, and and you know, and if it's presented in the, the correct way. But, you know, you'll get the occasional... Um, Oh, for example, at the Millie Amelia, uh, I posted a thing where I'm pulling in to Siena and car, everyone's people don't realize you've been driving now for 12 hours or whatever. And you're pulling in. Siena's beautiful. It's, and this I is the Sienna. one place I wanted to be. And we were there for like four and a half seconds because we had to pull in. <laughs> and then we had decided we don't care. We're going to get demerits. We're going to eat. And we're going to hang out with this friend that, that 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 had come to visit my co-driver. And uh I'm pulling in and we we were we had we had a goal <laughs> we were like mm-hmm. we're, you're here okay and i'm pulling in and this guy my boyfriend says because he's filming he goes yeah to the left and then my co-driver pulls the wheel mm-hmm. 
and aims me toward which would have been the patio which was not where we needed to go but we were supposed to go in and to the left but and I kind of knock him off like it looked like I was confused or he was confused oh. or whatever but there's also what they don't see is two million people directing sure. you like this yeah right <laughs> so you're coming into this little narrow entry because you're like where are we getting in oh is it to the left to the right oh so I'm thinking I need to go in into the right and it's into the left but it's it, it's all in the matter of seconds right right so I post it because I think it's funny because we're coming in and this guy who's taking a video backs into the car. He like he's walking and he <laughs> no. just backs into the car. But I stop and he right. he walked into the car. I didn't walk into him. Yeah. And uh, and then I go hey hey like that. Mm-hmm. And then we keep going. And oh man, did I get? Oh, she looks scared. She is oh, so she- scared. And I'm like, not as scared. You know, like I wasn't scared at all. I was like, hey. Get out of the way, you know, and yeah. and I was right the way I'm supposed to go in. And my co-driver never grabbed the wheel. It was just more like we were we were like, wait, where do we go? Oh, and mm-hmm. it w- he wasn't ever controlling. He was the best co-driver. But in that moment, it looks like we just don't know what the hell we're doing. Right. But it's one second. And I loved the video. And and when it, oh, she's she looks scared and she just doesn't. Well, she doesn't know how to drive. He should. He was showing her which way to go. And she did. She didn't listen to him. And he was wrong. And he even was like, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, because we were just trying to get in. You know, it's like 15 hours or 12 hours, whatever we're doing. We pull in and the guy walks into the car. I mean, it was just a jumble of just showing you one snippet of how crazy the Milly Milia is. And, uh, and, you know, guys were just going off. And, but my followers, the people who like my, my Instagram or whatever, are very respectful. You know, some, sometimes at car events, um, you know, I get the, you know, do you need me to help you back that in? You uh. know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, I made it all the way here. You know, um, no, <laughs> and uh, you know, but so, so you get those. But I mean, they're trying to be nice too. That's sometimes true. they're just trying to be gentlemen or whatever. But you're like, did you offer to do that for every other guy? But yeah, you're never going to you know. ask a man to back his car in. Yeah, could you know what, honey? Why don't you get out of the car and I'll back the car in for you? They right. would look at me like I was my head fell off. I've made some really good friendships out of it, you mm-hmm. know, and I am, and I feel like, you know, there, there are some people who have been really negative, like even in my friendships, like before that Porsche girl, they're like, oh, is she, what, what is she, she doing? She is. I, and it's, and even some of my girlfriends are just kind of like, they don't want to hear about it at all. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's really weird because I didn't tell any of my friends for like, until I had like 11,000 followers. Then I announced on my other Instagram, like I didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm the, that Porsche girl on this thing. But I was like, I didn't know what it was going to do. I, I didn't even have any plans for it. So it could, it could have failed in the first week and I would have been like, I'm out. Right. But it kind of, it kind of rolled and took off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just didn't want to embarrass myself. I yeah. mean, that Porsche girl, it's like that Porsche. Like, who does she think she is? Yeah, and it, it was such a, a, a fleeting thing that I even picked the name. I didn't think about it. It was such a weird thing, the way it came about. There was no grand scheme or plan, but I guess if you kind of, like I said, you go in some one direction and you kind of, you follow it, you know. My boyfriend was the one who said, you should just do like a Porsche one because you always love cars and just do it. Porsche and girl and guys will follow it. That's, right. That's true. I think women don't help each other enough. I think that we're sometimes we're the our worst enemy. Yeah, when we're not supportive, Mm -mm. right? Like, yeah, friends don't want to hear about it. Well, I mean, a lot do, and then some don't. They just well, they they're not passionate about cars either. But the thing is, is if you're passionate about 
t-shirts i'll listen to you like too i don't care you know and so i you know like i guitars like you know sure like tell me about your guitars but there is a level where you're like all right with the guitars yeah enough you know, guitars. <laughs> you know thank you you know but you know so i understand it but it's just like some people will you know say like bad things or whatever but eventually you just have to let it slide off sure yeah so and i think that's probably part of the respect that you get from men it doesn't matter your gender if you know what you're talking about yeah and you know what you're doing yeah that trumps all gender it yeah. doesn't matter yeah yeah and you, you sometimes you get tested in the beginning i tested but now i don't so much so right yeah it's just like you just have to put in the time you yeah. know and i think even like the millimilio i didn't do rallies before that you know i was like now i'm doing rallies mm-hmm. and now i'm just like i'm stumbling upon experience sure you know and so now i'm experienced in driving classic cars and experienced in knowing what you know and i i know you know i've had enough things break on the car to know what's going on you know so you can have those conversations and and if you're if you're starting a car thing you better be able to talk about cars and you better like it because it that's all you're going to talk about that's right yeah and so i do i enjoy it and people people look my boyfriend go why do you even answer that person i'm like I don't know, just because uh, they asked a question. Because they asked me a question. <laughs> so before we leave, we ask our guest to give us um, something that we can remember you by, a takeaway gift, a tag. Do you have something for us today? Well, it's funny because I thought about it, and, and I had really my the first thing that popped to my head was um, said that it was, is really just to follow your passion and life is short and that um, – you know we have this one life and it's just passing and just you you know follow your passion and don't stop at anything that you know unless you're following your passion but but that's as we were talking earlier about um about it, it it was deeper for me like it's it's really about um it's not worth it to live this life and not be happy and it's not worth it to make money this is one of the things i learned in 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 europe is that you know they they enjoy their day they're not rushing around um i mean they're not perfect but mm-hmm. they there's there's a level of um living that we don't have here in america it seems to be that we're not coming home at six o'clock anymore we're coming home at nine o'clock and we're working weekends and um there's there's this frenzy to make money but there's not the frenzy to to enjoy life you know Mm -hmm. so really just enjoy life and if you're not enjoying it in your cubicle get out of the cubicle I don't care if you work in a restaurant to figure out where you want so you can just have more hours to do something else do it till you figure it out but I you know no amount of money would keep me in a cubicle or in a wherever people work that are miserable you know and I feel like there's so many miserable jobs out there and and when people say, I'm going to do it next year, it's like, do it now. That drives me nuts. Just do it now. Do it now. That's a good tag. That's it. Do it now. Do it I, now. Because it's, you know, I've lost a friend and uh, you don't know how no. long you have. And so, you know, and the, before my hip goes, I'm doing as much as I can. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, do it now. Do it now. Thanks for joining us, Laura. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And we are Two Average Girls. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.